All right. Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano. We do this show every week. We uh, look at spiritual and uh, new thought, uh, psychology. We look at books. We look at creativity, et cetera, et cetera. It's a pretty open show. Uh, really excited today because I have on the phone Mr. Daryl Fuzaro uh, out in uh, L.A. You're in Culver City, right? Yep. It's good to hear from you. Thank you for coming on today. We're going to talk about your book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug? Leading with the Heart Instead of the Chin uh, today. So I'm thankful that you've come on. Um, I'm going to give a little, a little bit of background. Daryl, you're, you're an artist. Uh, you're a writer. You're a teacher. Uh, you've, you've worked in the movies. I know there's about a million sides to you. I, I'm, 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 I don't want to minimize it. Uh, but mainly we wanted to talk new thought, some of your experiences, and about your book today. Uh, so we're going to do that. Now, where would you direct people to if they want to see your work, uh, if they want to interact with you and so on? I know uh, you're on Instagram and you got a, you got a great website. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say the best, I mean, the best way to see everything right now for, for that I'm up to is Instagram. And that's uh, at, you know, that little ampersand. No. Yeah, it's the at symbol, right? At symbol. At, yeah, exactly. The old at symbol followed by F like Frank, O-O-Z like Z-A-R-O, Fazaro. So it's at Fazaro. It's my name phonetically because everyone pronounces it wrong. It's actually spelled F-U-S-A-R-O, but... uh, People's, what do what what people say, like Fussero and no, crazy stuff uh, like no. that? No, I haven't heard. Oh, no. I've heard. Uh, I have heard Fussero recently at the VA. Okay. I've also <laughs> heard uh, Fuzaro, Fuzaro, okay. Fusaro, Fusaro. I mean, I've heard. Uh, every okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, I'm sure you have had your listen, my Listen, my friend, Napolitano, what do you think they do to that? I've got I've got a guy that I've known for 13 years and this guy still cannot pronounce my last name. It's it's amazing. And the beautiful thing is he's Spanish. He's uh, Spanish. I'm like, bro, all you got to do is pronounce it like Spanish. He's yes. Like, Napoleon Tino. And I'm like, if if you said my name in Spanish, would it say Napoleon Tino? And he's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I go, I forget it. Dude. Well, it's <laughs> it's it's Latin. He should be That's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. amazing. It's people amazing. For, people forget that Italian is the origin of Latin, and it you know that's where all these romantic languages came from. Exactly. So so what I would say is our our Spanish friends, French, you know, people that speak Romanian. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's a million other romance languages, I think, but I, they, none of them should be pronouncing our names wrong. Let me just let me just and, say that. And mine's easy and compared yours to yours. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. there's also my buddy uh, Ed Biagiotti, and his is pronounced, you know, B I A G G. Now I'm not going to be able to spell it. <laughs> nice job nice job good representation of the italian american i-o-t-t-i there, there you go. go there you go that's fantastic well you know what the thing is and spe- speaking so speaking of your book i the first thing that stuck out to me obviously is the first chapter first thing you read but the thing that got me about that is how you talk about how you felt like your your first name doesn't go with your last name and oh, yeah. i can totally relate to that it's so funny because my, my father wanted to name me Anthony after uh, his dad's brother, uh, Antonio. And my f- grandfather's name was Vincenzo, and he went by Jimmy. 
but somehow somehow I got Jason. So my mom won one out. Which is not that, a bad it's not a bad name. No. It's at least it's Greek, so it kinda goes with the Italian, but it still not, doesn't really work. You know, it's well, it's still there's a disconnect. You know what I well, mean? You know, it's great. This goes along with actually, are we going to read the daily word? Because this goes along with like what we were talking oh, about yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Jeez, I, could, I completely forgot about that. Like, and you know what we, else it is? It's, 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 it's Fillmore's birthday today. I saw that. I don't know. I'm, if people, I'm like, that's amazing. I don't think people, I don't know if everyone listening knows who Charles Fillmore was or is. Fill them in, please. Well, he's, he actually, um, he's one of the, uh, few during the late 1800s that uh, really helped to launch this uh, new thought movement of Christianity or spirituality, non-denominational. It's also known as first century Christianity. And why they called it first century Christianity um, was because it's believed it's assumed and believed that during that first 100 years after the, uh, the death of Christ, Jesus Christ, that people were actually seeing him more as the great example rather than the great exception, rather than seeing him as God visiting the earth. Uh, they saw him more as an example of how we're all have access to this power. And if we do a few simple things like he suggested in his teaching, then we too can live happy, joyous, free, and successful, and in good health by applying his suggested teachings. And people were getting remarkable results during that time. But then slowly but surely, one faction would say, uh, "I no, no, you guys aren't doing it right. We're doing it right. And eventually it kind of turned into what seemed to turn off a lot of people yeah. during the during the end of the 19th century which was uh you know uh very hardcore baptist or yeah, puritanical exactly. teachings exactly. yeah it was very uh literal literal minded yes. kind of christianity and then the challenge, too, at that time is they were butting up against all these new scientific ideas with evolution. Yes. <clears throat> and so they couldn't prop up a lot of the literal interpretations yeah. of the Bible anymore. And it shook a lot of people's faith. But what they didn't realize is, oh, there's this truth that's been running throughout the centuries that doesn't rely on literalism. Right. It goes to the heart of it and what Jesus really taught. Yes. Right. Which is you know, the kingdom of heaven is within, you know, yes. God, God is, God is within you. And I mean, that Jesus says it outright, you know, in the, in the new Testament, but people want to ignore that. And they'd rather believe in a, you know, a literal minded sort of a church, not to knock church because, no. you know, great things come out of it. But I think it just got kind of, um, kind of stuck in its own, yes. in its own dogma. Yes, right? exactly. More yeah. dogma and less uh, practicality. Exactly. And less connection to the source. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the arbiter of wisdom and I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You don't have direct access to Jesus. You don't yes. have direct access to God. You have to come through us. And it's like, I think after a while, people are like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, I, dude, I gotta you know say, what I mean? Yeah, I got to say, I am so grateful that I stumbled upon this when I stumbled upon it and that I was willing to. uh to go for it 
because what I'm talking about is, you know, stumbling upon these teachings because I was out of my mind because of what you just said, you know, the, the, there's an arbiter of the, uh, of who has the direct connection, you know, priest or minister and sure monk or nun or, you know, anybody but me. But at the same time, they're suggesting that I pray to God. So it's this weird disconnect. And then, and then accompanied with the idea that, uh, you know, if I've already screwed up or made some mistakes, then what's the use? I'm going to be sent to hell anyway. So it it really did not help with my (laughs) self-esteem and it didn't give me anything to really grab a hold of when I could have really um, used it, right? Used it. But, but when it, but when finally, when, you know, uh, you know, everything, when I was at my worst, then the beauty of this is if you have the willingness to believe, even if you're not sure what you believe in, even if you're not clear about what God is to you, um, if there's a willingness to believe that there just might be a higher power for a generic phrase, um, and you begin to start to move towards that in your um, you know, prayers and just ask for help, the help will come. That's the miracle of it. The help will come, just like it did for me, in the form of different people that entered my life and turned me on to, like we're going to read the Daily Word, which exactly. seems so weird because I was 23, and the guy who suggested you know, the Daily Word, I look at this thing, oh, God. <laughs> Is this one? This is like something little old ladies read. Yeah. How's this going to help me? I need serious help. I need some big time help here. Come on, you're giving me a tiny little magazine. Yeah, a tiny little booklet that little old ladies read about, you know, prayer. But I started with that, and I was. He said, you know, do this, read this, and he gave me some other suggested uh, inspirational prayers and books he was he was smart enough not to give me anything that would set off any alarms you know that seemed too um um you know mean-spirited or too at what i would perceive because i was so uh, skeptical you know yeah yeah so he gave me you know the daily word which doesn't set off any real alarms i mean at that time i would just kind of end before it got to the bible verse because, you know, that was like, ah, but, uh, <laughs> that's too much. Yeah, you've, but you've crossed the line. Yeah, I'll yeah, just I'll... I'll just pretend that's not down at the bottom of every page. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But now when I meet people, because I understand my prejudice at that time, yeah. and it's very real and scary and you can't quite identify why, you, you know, you don't want to go there and it doesn't matter. So what I help um people that I introduced this to, you know, and like you, you know, I mean, we're not in the business, the literally in the business of saving souls, but as a result of applying this in our lives, we end up bumping into people and just by our example. And when I mean example, I don't mean, I'm not saying you and I are walking on water, but just because of our, our joyful demeanor, we're fairly kind most of the time. I assume you are too. From I what I know about you, I try yeah. just, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. So the pe- people tend to, you know, what do you do? And and when this comes up, I tell them, well, I read the Daily Word, and they go, oh, 
you know, I could tell, you know, they're like me in the beginning, you know. I no, go, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I go, listen, I said, I said, Bible verses, I said, they freak me out too. I go, you don't have to read the Bible verse if you don't want to. And I said, and I'll say this to him, I said, but what I've come to realize is that Bible verses are really just positive quotes that are very, very old. That's a good way to look at it. I yeah, like so that. It, it, I like takes that. All, it takes all the sting out exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah, because that's really what they are. And no, the, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and the sting just comes from my perception and my experience of religion, not even spirituality, up in, you know, that has that surrounds yeah, exactly. the Bible. You know, and I, you know, it's funny because I had the same sort of thing. And, you know, I had this uh, when I was super young, you know, I was always interested in religion and spirituality from, from like the time I was like, you know, I could start reading and stuff. It was odd how like drawn to it I was, but we didn't really go to church. You know, my father was a Roman Catholic and my mom was kind of a vague, vague Christian, not to yeah, put, we were, not to put that, her wait, faith wait, down, but what's wait, that? Wait, wait, I guess. No, go ahead. You know, what's funny. What's that? Your Same mom, thing? Yeah. And. My mom is the reason I'm named Daryl and not James <laughs> or Frank. And I got to tell you one other thing. Where did or you grow Anthony. up? Yeah, I where'd... actually, I grew up in Seattle, but my grandfather is from, from your hometown. He's from Newark. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let me just Bro, tell. Bro, we have so many connections. It's crazy. Let me just tell you something. And we got to read the Daily Word now we're bragging about. All right. You, we... you, you know, do you have it in front of you? Do you want to read it? Because uh, I yeah. think I'm going to let you do it. You were okay. Right I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to tell you a funny story about the similarities of how my mom was the culprit who named me the culprit <laughs> just like yours exactly. named you jason yeah yeah but we'll have a nice story okay. after right. the daily word right. and, and if you're a listener <laughs> you can read the daily word for free this thing there's no strings attached yeah i i know for a fact jason neither one of us is a, on a you know we're not affiliate no affiliated nothing with the magazine to, to, sell, yeah. to sell this we're not trying to pitch yeah. anything or ram anything down anybody's throats no just something that has helped both of us maintain our sobriety maintain our peace of mind maintain our like positive attitudes and all that. yes so that's for, all we're saying yeah for decades exactly and, and you like what i wanted to say is if you go to dailyword.com you don't even have to subscribe and they'll let you read you could read the current days daily word for free oh fantastic yeah so you don't even need to order it but if you want to order it i did the math just for the listeners, it comes to about three cents a day. And listen, if oh, you're not, let if me you tell you something. Three cents yeah. a day for, for the for the value of this. Yes. Yeah. By I the mean, way, so- if any Unity people are are, are 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 listening, you know, I love I love how hard we're selling this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're gonna be like, why aren't these guys getting a commission on this? I'm telling you. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. It's, it's exactly. It's, that's all. And- that's all we're doing is sharing. And today's is with a uh, pure heart. All right. Yes. So go ahead. Oh wait, the mail's coming. Okay. So today's um, daily word. It always starts off with a word. And today's word is unity. And the affirmation is, "I live in unity with all people." Ah. In 1923, Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore said, "The time is coming when we all need to unify in mind." That moment is surely here. 
Never has it been more important to offer love and compassion to everyone we meet, knowing all are one in spirit. It's not enough to pray for unity and peace. I must practice peace in every thought and action. In that way, I radiate peace and unity to the world. Today on Fillmore's birthday, I remember his willingness to share what he learned in the spirit of unity. I, too, happily share my joyous spirit. There is no limit to what one person can do to create unity in this world. And the Bible verse is from 1 Peter 3, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 8, I think is how it yep, works. that's how they do it. Yeah, I'm learning after 33 years of reading this stuff. <laughs> Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Two things happened. We talked yesterday, and uh, that's when you said, hey, we'll read the Daily Word. And I didn't know if I looked at it last I didn't read it, but I wasn't sure if I saw it was unity last night or this morning. But ironically, last night on YouTube was, and I suggest all your listeners check this out. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch of all things. And it is so positive. It's called Unity Song. <laughs> and they set it up like, you know, the We Are the World yeah, type yeah. things that we've seen that the celebrities do. Yeah. And it starts off with how, you know, the world's divided, the country's divided, but we're going to sing the unity song because we realize that all there are things we can all agree on. And they give a list of everything, you know, most that we can of agree us. On. Yeah. yeah, no, but that we're things that we are irritated by. Oh, perfect. So it's so, <laughs> it gets the point across in such a humorous way. And they don't, they don't, they don't throw a curveball at the end i mean it's really a wonderful comical right, I, gotta, way. I gotta check that out after we're done with the show yes it's called unity song it drives home this exact truth and before uh i tell this story that actually goes along with this with the book and, and hitting on the first story of the book the first story of the book that you were referring to and i'm talking about what if godzilla just wanted a hug and it was it's not what you think of me that makes me upset. It's what I think you think of me that makes me upset. Exactly. And it was how I felt about my name. It would sell because my name's Daryl Fazzaro. And where I grew up, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in a small, uh, not too small, but Clifton, New Jersey, in case anyone is from New Jersey. And, uh, you know, it was primarily... Um, immigrants from that period they all came pretty much at the turn of the last century yeah you know, the the past past century not this one not this immediate turn but the one before and so it was italians germans polish you know that yeah. that that group yeah um, that Jewish. wave of immigrants that came yes. it was like the 19 i think i feel like it was like the big wave of italians yes. came in the 19 late like the Mid to late 1900s, yeah, 1915 so, to like 1920, yes, exactly. right? something around there, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, everyone I went to school with, 
you know, whether you were Polish, Jewish, Italian, it was like Louie, Frankie, Johnny, <laughs> Mark, Mark, you know, Mikey, yeah. you know, yeah. Jenny, Lori, and Daryl. <laughs> I, just, I, I love the, the way you say that too. How you brought your mom, your mom would say that. Daryl. That's the way. That's the way they say it. And I was yeah. like, "Are you kidding me? What the hell?" Yeah. So I definitely didn't feel unified. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, talk no, about not sure. feeling unified. But um, the thing is, when you start identifying with what we do have in common instead of what we don't have in common, then it seems like whatever the differences we had become insignificant. But that's why I didn't like this whole, like, not so much now. Now the new word is inclusion. But a decade or so ago, it was diversity. And I did not like that um, model of trying to make people love one another, which is what it was, because... The word itself is, you know, divisive. It comes from, you know, it's yeah, divide, yeah. divisive, yeah. division, yeah. diversity. It's focusing so, on, on on differences and on yes. yeah, instead of similarities, isn't it? You you cannot fall in love with someone you're focusing on differences first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because just by nature, you gotta find that that common ground before yes! you can discuss the the differences. Otherwise, you're yes. you're, you're you're just you're fooling yourself. You don't yes. have that love in your heart for that other person and if you're just sitting there trying to nitpick like what the differences are between our different cultures or whatever, right? No, I agree. Yeah. And I and I had an example with this that's um, also in my book, and it's titled uh, a. I believe it's Italians, Blacks, and Mexicans. We all have grandmas. And uh, <laughs> that, oh yeah, that's a great. I love that title. That's the that's where you go to. You go you go and teach, right? You teach yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Tell that yeah. tell that to the listeners. Okay, what happened was when my wife and I first moved to Los Angeles. Um, I don't know why, but we were pretty much starting to do the things we enjoyed doing, or came out here to do. By that time, I was actually the supervisor of a uh, public access TV studio in L.A. I mean, it was the coolest thing to be working at with all nice. like these crazy bands. And, you know, it was the time before YouTube. And before YouTube, there was actually um, these studios that the um, cable companies had to provide. Yeah, yeah. To, to allow and- the public to be able to produce a show that would air on television. Yeah, exactly. For absolutely no cost or a very nominal fee. It was part of the idea that that they didn't want to monopolize the media, right? They wanted the public to be able to have some kind of control out of what what they were putting up there. I mean, it was a good, that was a good thing they were doing back in the day. Oh, it was, and it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And my wife. The craziest of shows too would be on TV, mind you. It was awesome. <laughs> oh my god! I, well, that's a whole other show. Yeah, that's a whole other show. To talk exactly, about. public access back in the eighties. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I'm doing that. Um, we're also, uh, you know, Lori was involved with a theater company at that time, and you know, we were we were doing everything we came here to do, but uh, we were starting to think, ah, maybe we should go home. 
You know, and it moved, mm-hmm. not home, but I mean, I, we had a place in New York at that time still. We were renting it out. We owned it. And then we were, you know, renting out here. So we knew, yeah, we, maybe we should go back. And at that time in our lives, we were thinking the possibility of having kids. And do we really want to live in L.A.? Yeah. So um, with all that going on in our head, I made the mistake of uh, sharing that with someone out in front of the studio you know, an acquaintance, her, she was the wife of an author who was being interviewed on one of the more reputable shows we had, you know, cause there was a couple really, you know, one of the more reputable shows, you know, if, yeah. If you could say such a thing about yeah, public access, about public there, access in LA. Yeah. But she would get good authors. I mean, she had Obama on before he was, pre- like, before he even knew who this guy was. Yeah, yeah. She had, um, now I can't remember his name. The guy, the famous chef. Oh God! Which one? Are the Italians or? or... No, he, he's a famous chef. He had a TV show. I can't remember his name, but he had a, a scandalous book he wrote. That was his big claim to fame back oh, then. Oh, uh, Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. 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 Exactly. He was may on. He, may he rest in peace. Yeah, they had Bourdain on, and then she had um, Stephen J. Cannell, the big time producer. Oh producer. yeah. All those shows we grew up with. Hill Street Blues. Yes. So Love that show. So, I, uh, so I'm talking to the wife of the author out front. And uh, she's asking me questions. And I said, yeah, you know, me and my wife are thinking about going back. And, and she goes, well, what were some of the things you did back there? I said, well, and a couple of my artist friends were trying to get me back. So they said, you know, we could get you into this thing that was going up. Uh, artists that they'd bring into the schools in new york and you get paid a decent amount you know and you go in a few times a week and i'm going this is right up my alley yeah so i'm telling her this because i'm excited about the idea of it she goes well would you do that here and i and of course they said of course i would (laughs) and she goes uh well that's what i do like what do you mean she goes well you know if i meet a friend who's an artist or whatever and and i said oh okay so I said, yeah, I'd love to. And she goes, oh, great. You could talk to the kids in Watts. And I go, what? You know, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, but in I your mean, mind. But in my mind, I'm like, what is this? And just so you know, I have blue eyes and I'm the, like the fairest Italian of them all. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what's this blue-eyed devil going to tell? Like, I'm thinking yeah, all exactly. these horrible thoughts. Like, I don't, I'm not qualified to talk to these people. They're going to yeah. hate me, right? Yeah. They, which is just erroneous, but I don't. But in those moments when you're believing these, no, what is, is this? The the like the late late eighties, early nineties, around yeah, that time? early nineties, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, all right. So uh, my most positive movie is from the early nineties is like Colors, which does not. Bring... <laughs> so that tells you what yeah. you're, what you think you're getting into. Yeah, that's so the Watts. Right. Exactly. Well, at least Fantastic. that's like the, that's, that's in like your mind. In my mind. Yes, exactly. And so then I go, okay, here I give her my card. She looks at, it, she goes, oh, you're Italian. I said, yeah. She goes, that's great. She goes, you could talk to him about being Italian. And all, you know, because she goes, she goes, because they're African-American and you're Italian. I go, and in my mind, I'm going, I'm Italian. Really? What does that mean? I go, I never really thought of myself as Italian. I mean, I know I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I play the accordion in my house and sure, and you're talk you're, like you're yeah. making you're making like handmade pastas and yeah, it's yeah. like I mean, my grandmother did they made the pastas and stuff. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to talk to him about? 
So, um, but every morning I do my morning routine. I kick it off with the daily word. And uh, every morning, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I go, I know what? I'm going to put it in my God box. And a God box is just a way of turning over your concern about something. You know, I got a little cigar box. I have a God right idea. You decorate it, right? I saw saw that online. Yeah, Yeah, you could decorate it or not. I was turned on to this, you know, when I first was introduced to, you know, all like this affirmative idea of believing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I just go, you know what, God will give me the perfect idea in the perfect way, you know, right time. Now, do you write something down and then put it in the box? Is that how you use that? Yeah. Like, so um, you kind of turn it over to God, like in a ritual, ritual way. Is that the, yeah, that not the too ritually. Just no, but to you know what it. I mean? Like you just, yeah. there's an action involved with it okay. and, and the mind, right? Well, that's it. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard for, you know, men are always like hands on. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, and I'm not assuming women have an easier or harder. I just know I'm a man. And that's the way most of me and my friends think. We've got to be doing something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, so, uh. So it's a way to feel like I'm participating in the rec- like I'm doing my part. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not just saying to myself, "Oh, I turn that over." It actually feels so. Anytime I think about this again and I get concerned, I go, "Nope, God's on it. It's in my God box." And I always know when it's God's will. It comes as a very joyful hunch, like very joyful feeling. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's the course to take. You know, yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And, and just to give you a, a couple ideas of uh, some of the things I threw in here recently, um, one of them was I guess I was thinking in the morning, oh, it'd be fun to, you know, maybe do a drawing class or something with the, uh, you know, teaching, yeah. right? Yeah, art. Yeah. And so I wrote art slash drawing for the health of it at VA or better. And that went in the God box at, on the ninth. I always date them. That went in on May 9th, 2019. Okay. This year. Yeah. On July 24th. So that's a little, that's about, Oh, a little over what? 60 days, maybe? Or yeah, less? yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get invited to facilitate a zine workshop at the West LA Library. Fantastic. And it came miraculously. Like, and it's like you throw yeah. these things in there. And well, it's good why you writing it down is such an important yes. thing because then you recognize and remember it. And it just, you don't just chalk it up to, to, oh, what a, you know, that was a little, a strange little coincidence. You're like, right. no, no, there's intention and the universe is actually responding yes. to my, right? I mean, that's, that's huge. That's so, huge. So that's what I was doing with this Watts talk. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Then the lady tells me, oh, guess what? The uh, Italian consulate's involved and they want... <laughs> And I'm thinking, what? And I love the fact that you like everything. I love how you're saying in your book, everything I learned about being an Italian, I learned from watching TV, which yes. is exactly what I've said. I've literally said that before. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I knew nothing about anything. I was just like, what did I see on The Godfather? What have yeah. I, you know, what did I learn from watching Goodfellas? There's my yes. like introduction to Italian culture. Yeah, because yeah, because it's nothing like that in real life. No, it's not anything like that. And that's the funniest thing about it. It's like one of the richest, most sophisticated, like intelligent cultures on the planet. And like the idea we have Italians in America is like the 
you know, the idiot Guido that you, know. you know what I'm saying? It's a, anyway, that's a whole nother show again, but, uh, but, but, but go on. I'm sorry. All right. So I'm blessing this thing. And then one morning it hits me. I go, all of a sudden I had to, what would be the most exciting thing um, that I could do, like that I would like as a kid? And, and that idea started to like percolate. And then she, I, I didn't have a clear idea what it was going to be. But I'm thinking, ooh, I would want, let me think of it from that perspective. So God's yeah. given me a new angle to look at it. Instead of, you know, presenting, I'm thinking, what would I, if I was a kid? Well, now she hits me with another. She goes, these are, you know, these are four and five-year-olds. I, I don't know if I told you that. I'm like, four and five? Like, <laughs> how am I going to even keep their attention? So she goes, they want the head of the Head Start um, program in Watts is so excited you're doing this they want you to come down and meet them and come visit the school like before this thing takes place and I'm going oh my god what have I gotten myself into yeah. right so, yeah, yeah, but exactly. like, you know what if God calls you to duty then that means everything is gonna come together better than expected so I you know I go down there I show up and everyone there is so excited to meet me. And this is where it changed. This is where everything came together and the whole piece came together. Yeah. She takes me in, the, the lady escorting me, the head of the program, which was actually a British speaking uh, black woman. So even that, was way beyond what I expected. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. this is absurd. Yeah. Like, I'm really getting a lesson here in how in, limited our thinking is. our limited thinking. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, she could have been the Queen of England with her accent. So we're yeah. walk- I'm walking in with the, you know, the Black Queen of England, and she's sweet as can be, and she's so, like, grateful. Um, and she goes, all the teachers want to meet you, and so I, I go in to meet the teachers of the preschoolers and kindergartners in this program. And the kids are there too. And, and the teachers are showing me around and all around the classrooms are those construction papered um, things I used to make as a kid where, you know, you have a, a country and then you attach the types of things that come from that country, you know, little cutouts or macaroni or you know any picture? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they were doing that with Italy, and then they said, "Oh," and then she's telling me, she goes, "Yeah, their moms made pizzas and spaghetti," and I go, "Oh my god," I was almost in tears. Like yeah. this is incredible. Yeah, exactly. So they're so excited for your thing, and I said, "Ah, oh, wow." So we all shake hands. I go, "There it is." I said, "There it is. That's the ticket." When we focus on the similarities, yeah. and I'm thinking, all these kids love, everyone loves pizza, spaghetti. I'm like, who doesn't love that? And then it reminded me of my whole experience, my whole life. You know, when people met me and found out, Daryl, and they go, they'd hear my last name. They go, oh, you're Italian. They never said, oh, whoa, you like the Sopranos? Or, <laughs> or they never say, you know, anything... Yeah. Related to what is out there as, you know, 
oh, everyone thinks of Italians as mafia. That's BS. Everyone, you know what? No, no. What? This is because you grew up on the East Coast. Every single kid that I yeah. grew up with, because I was probably one of like three <laughs> Italians. Yeah. At like, oh, is your family in the mafia? The first thing you would ask is your family oh in the mafia. God. And then number two was, do you speak Italian? Well, yeah, I get to speak Italian. And number, and number one, the answer, unfortunately, is yes, some of them are. But the number two <laughs> one was like, you know, was like, uh, no, no, I don't. Because my grandfather in his day, they would not allow yes, anyone to speak Italian. You know what I mean? They had that thing where they wanted to be Americans. Yeah, they didn't they want to be American. They didn't want to speak Italian because they, they, they didn't want to sound foreign. Yeah. Which is we, a, it's a weird thing. It's like it's like the opposite of today. Everybody wants to be you know, separate. more cultural and more separate. Back in those days, they wanted to blend in. They wanted to be part of something new. Something new. It's true. Yes, yeah. something new. Well, then I stand corrected. But where I... No, no I'm, not, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm just saying. Right. I well, thought it was right, a little because, different thing. Yeah, because you know, on the East Coast and then um, even, out, you know, out here, yeah. when, you know, by the time I came here, when I was in the military, I was in Hawaii. And you, what usually happened with me is, oh... You're Italian? I love Italian food. That's usually the first thing out of their mouth. I love yeah, Italian yeah. food. I go, me too. Well, now everyone says that. I will, I will give you that to me. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I know exactly what that's well, like now. So, so all these things now are going through my mind. So I yeah. get home, and the next morning I'm thinking, what would be the greatest thing I would love as a kid? I go, wouldn't it be great if I had a magic pad that anything I talked about came, became real? You oh, know, nice. like, yeah, and I go, that would be I'd like awesome. one of those, yes, that'd be fantastic. Like, I'd yeah, like one of those I, now, yeah. I draw it, and then, like, if you draw a plate of spaghetti, boom, you're, you got a real <laughs> pull it off, it's a real plate of sp uh, spaghetti. So, I like that, and then I thought, wait a minute, the one common denominator all of us have that's so similar is our grandmas. You know, they all, especially yeah. back then, you know, my grandma dressed like a grandma. Yep. And yep. These kids' grandmas dress, most of them all dress like grandmas with the hat. Well, grandmas you know, weren't trying to be your, trying to be your buddy or, or, yes. or ask you what the cool music is now. No. <laughs> they no, were trying no. to be grandmas back then. Yes. <laughs> so I go, okay. Grandma is the, is the, is going to be the tour de force of this thing. Yeah. And all, I'm just going to do all the similarities and I'm going to have my magic pad. And we, so how do I make a magic pad? So I got a roll of paper, white paper, about four feet long, you know, widthwise. I put it, I rigged it with a clothing, uh, you know, one of those clothing racks you move around like oh, a yeah, TV yeah. set, you know, yeah, it's got yeah. wheels or in a department in a, you know, department store. It's got the bar across. So on the bar across was the paper. I use C clamps as I pulled the paper down to clip it to the sides. And then I draw something. And when I was done drawing it in marker, I had a, uh, you know, a, a X-Acto knife that I could make a quick slit. Yeah. And I'd reach in and pull out whatever it was I drew. And my wife was behind oh, that's awesome. there handing me the stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But the pad would have problems. Like I draw Manicotti and 
and I'd reach in and I'd get a jar of mayonnaise. So I had <laughs> so the like, pad was a little confused. Yeah, so the pad, you know, and when they got there, they saw the face of the pad sleeping. And nice. I, and I introduced the pad. I said he had a rough night last night. I told him we were going to be here. <laughs> he might have went out drinking. I don't yeah, know. So the, yeah, so the parents liked it. The Italians liked it. That's great. We sang a couple of Italian songs, and I drew the different characters for the songs, you know, dog, horse, cat. So each person could hold it up. Yeah. And, and then uh, I taught, you know, they learned manja, manja, a few of the fun words. Nice. And at the end, um, all of a sudden you hear manja, manja. And I go, who said that? And all the kids are going, and they're still awake and alive. I mean, these were four and five years old. Loving this. I was yeah. so high as a kite. And there was no iPads and no computers no, involved. No. Oh, nothing. Me on stage with a boring <laughs> pass. So, um, and the Italian consulate generals there. I mean, all these dig all these people from uh, the Head Start program. I mean, That's it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, but and it's the, like I mean, it's the, the first keep... time you ever done this type of presentation. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention, they decided to bust the kids um, instead of keeping them in Watts and me doing it there. The consulate said, no, 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 you're going to do it at our facility. So we, everyone came to one of the nicest areas, one of many nice areas in L.A. This is Westwood, where UCLA is. Oh, is yeah, where the, the consulate's down there, but, but that's right. Yeah. So you have the cultural, uh, Italian cultural center there. And they want it in there. They have a theater in there. So, uh, and they made all this Italian food for the kids for afterwards. I mean, it was amazing. So everyone's at the kids are still alive. They go, it's the pad. It's the pad. I go, the pad. Are you sure? And you're manja, manja. And I go, oh, my God, that sounds like my grandma. Because I just got done with them. The final drawing was my grandma. You know, and I go, what is grandma wearing? They all said the same things. My grandma wears a hat. I go, yeah, my grandma, too. You know, so we were we were becoming unified i mean it was yeah you know what i mean yeah, we're yeah, yeah. all the similarities no, exactly. that bring us together you know these kids could have been anybody but we were all the consulate general everyone we were all the same yeah. person yeah yeah you know i wasn't i was no longer the fairest skin sure. blue-eyed devil italian guy they were no longer black hispanic or white or Italian, Italian from sure. Italy, or the English. Yeah, you the, got into uh, that, that the, unifying yes. level of, of consciousness where we're all all one down below. Yeah. We're all one. So Huge. everyone's shouting out her little coat, her glasses. She got her hair done at the beauty parlor, her little shoes. Nice. So you hear munja, munja after, because I go, because I was telling them, oh, this looks like it's the end of the show. You hear munja, 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 munja. And I go, oh my God. It sounds like my grandma. Do you think we could get grandma to come? Because that would be incredible. I don't think we could do that. And they're like, yeah. And the, the magic words, instead of abracadabra, because yeah. it was yeah, Italian, yeah. I said, the magic words for the pad, you know them, right? So it was abracadabra. I go, no, no, this is Italian. These are Italian magic <laughs> words. And they said, ooh, what's that? And I go, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have all these oh, four and goodness. five years old lifting their <laughs> arms great. up and like throwing yeah. their head down because that's the way, you know, your grandfather oh, yeah. would do it. Ay, ay, yeah. ay. So they all go, ay, ay, yeah. ay. 
And all of a sudden, out comes my wife in a co- you know costumed up like yeah. a grandma. The kids went nuts. And at the end of the show, everyone's filing out, you know, big applause, and they're all going out to eat. And I feel these little tugs on my on my pant leg. I go, Oh yeah, I'm the star of the show. And I turn around, there's like four of these little like yeah. kids, you know, five and four, the cutest things you've ever seen. I mean, everybody's cute sure. at that yeah, age, yeah. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and they're going. And I'm thinking, oh, they really love me. And they go, where's grandma? <laughs> and I go, she's out there. Oh, they're the not kids, interested in you at all, are they? No, they all <laughs> want to sit and eat with my wife, who's disguised uh, as a grandma. Great. Well, that, that's it, true. It I mean, awesome. the, the love of the grandma, you know, is tra- transcends all the boundaries and all the, all the differences and all that stuff. And that's... Uh, that's a beautiful message. Uh, you tapped into that. You know, the thing is, think about it. I mean, the kids, the kids know that it's like we we lose yes. that as we as we get older and like our own ego gets in the way, you know, because think about what exactly. you're bringing into that. Like, oh, what is this going to be like? Are they going to accept me? Is this going to yeah. happen? Is that going to happen? You know what I mean? And we carry in all that that baggage that we accumulate over the years. But kids, I mean, they're ready to accept. Hey, you know, this is this is common ground. Yeah, there's differences. They can see they're not stupid. They can see that we have differences right. and they want to learn about those things. But the thing that the thing that holds them together is that is that common ground, you know, and, and that's yes. a, that's a great example of that. When you use when you use the grandma and, and, and are able to, you know what I mean, kind of rally around that and find that find that common ground. That's a, that's a beautiful story. Good stuff. Yeah, the book is mean, filled was... with that kind of cool, cool, cool message, though, throughout the whole thing where you take, you know, little funny events that happen to you and then you connect it to some some spiritual ideas and, you know, common sense ideas. And you got great quotes in there and everything as well, which I which I loved. I love the one you used uh, at the beginning. It's that uh, Florence Scovel Shin one where she uh, she has that. I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. Oh. Yeah, I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. For wonderful and, you pay. know, it's funny because we hear those kinds of things when we're adults and it's like, oh, that's corny. That's corny. That's not going to work. But those kinds of things, like they lodge into your head like a like a yes. jingle in a commercial or something. And they 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 do affect us. You know, we create yeah. a new vibe and then we draw those things to ourselves because we kind of reprogram that 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 negative consciousness. Right. Dude, I'm telling you, Dude, that huh? quote, yeah, it changed, it changed, well, it started with, uh, it's funny, I was just telling the, my friend this story earlier, it started when, in 1986, I was just coming into this stuff, and uh, a guy who became a mentor to me was a, a chauffeur of all things in Honolulu, I was stationed there in the Coast Guard, I I'd just gotten, um, I mean, I just got demoted. I was in a lot yeah. of trouble. But uh, this guy became like the father I never had. My dad had been dead by that time. Five, my dad died when I was 18. So it was five years he was yeah. gone. And um, so this guy kind of filled those shoes sure. for me. And there was uh, we were somewhere and this guy, um, Jack, was coming. And he prefaced this, my friend Mike. Um, who has now since passed, but he said, um, you know, this guy, Jack, he's the happiest guy you'll ever meet. And of course, I, I wasn't 
I didn't get yeah. it then. And I was so cynical and so, you know, thinking I knew everything. And I said, Mike, of course he's happy. He's rich. And Mike, he didn't get, you know, upset or anything. He just looked at me with disappointment in me. Like I could feel he was disappointed that I feel bad for you that you don't see how the world really works. I could feel like that was what he was yeah, thinking. Yeah, you know how yeah. something, cause then he, and then he, and it, I mean, this was a split second cause he immediately responded with, no, he's not happy because he's rich. He's rich because he's happy. Wow. Dude, that changed my That's life heavy. because in that instance, and then it's, it's confirmed in all these spiritual books, including the teachings of Jesus, Buddha, all of them, basically in one line is um, material well-being always follows spiritual growth. And meaning it clicked in a simple way for me, like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. So all I really need to do then is maintain this faith, this faith that helps me rise above feelings of being less than or envious or jealous, resentful, any feeling that is not positive in nature, not kind to feeling through me, like joyful, yeah, yeah. enthusiastic, hopeful, you know, all those types of thoughts and the feelings they produce. So all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute. So this whole thing, and even the 12-step program for alcoholics, addicts, and now a number of other things, ailments, um, is uh, the same thing. It's let's eradicate all these defective ways of thinking and exactly. behaving. And if you just constantly clean house, when these thoughts come up, like my erroneous thoughts about doing this thing for the kids yeah. and Watts, don't give into it like – because that feels bad. There is no truth in any limiting, any thought of or belief in limitation. And that's why they feel bad. I thought if I felt bad, it meant those thoughts are real. Yeah. You know, I've yeah, since yeah. learned. And like this, happy brings success and wealth and prosperity and health is because I'm letting go of thinking against the current of the natural positive stream of life. So I started thinking, wait a minute, if that's all I got to do is start steering towards happiness, don't worry about getting money to be happy. Don't worry about getting the girlfriend to be happy. Don't worry about getting the car or whatever it is I think I used to think I needed to get happy. Let's just eradicate any thoughts on a daily basis that disturb my peace of mind or happiness. It's yeah, synonymous. And, and you, you know, know? the thing that's so powerful about that is that you're doing that in the moment. You're actually, in, yes, you're living yes. your life in the moment instead of future yes. yourself or, you know, pasting yourself. Yes. Right? You're like, you're in that moment. You know, that's a, it's Dude. such a huge thing because how, how often do we think, Oh, when I get this, then I'll be that. Yeah, and, and it it'll never, never come. comes because even if you get that thing, it lasts. The excitement yeah. wears off in like a day or two, and then you're left with yourself yeah. again and your thoughts and your feelings, yes. right? You know, and look at how many yes. people. I'm sure you've seen this, especially as you know, we're a little bit older. 
you know, we see men, and this particularly happens to men, that live their whole life for retirement. They get to retirement oh. and they drop dead after two years. It's like, this is what you've been working well, for thanks. your whole life, to drop dead in two years? You know what I'm Dude, saying? I'm doing it's insane. Yes. It's absolutely yes. insane. So, yeah, so you got to live in the moment. You got to you got to check your thoughts constantly. You've got to watch yes. what's going on. And you've also got to be proactive because those thoughts will just run yes. wild over you if you don't if you don't jam oh, them up. Right. The, yes. Well, and also we got to let everyone know it feels good when you do this. It's not like we're doing it to so, well, you know, I got to do this. No, exactly. Nothing good. Exactly. No, it actually do the effort feels yeah, good. Yeah. I, it does not feel good to worry. I used to think <laughs> it does this was another indeed. problem. <laughs> no, but I was convinced for many years that because it sounded like this yeah. from people. If I'm not worried then, about it, then I'm not, you're not being, concerned. You're not, I'm not, so you're, not, you're not really in the game yeah. and trying to fix things if you're not worried about it, right? Yeah. But yeah. the opposite oh my is God. true. Absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm ineffective when I'm worried. And when I'm worried, I'm doing the worst kind of outlining. Yep. Because what I do when I'm worried is I make up yep. scenarios that I don't want to happen. And then you run them over and over yet. in your mind and you, yes. and you create the yes. very thing that you're you were, you were worried about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like your book. If you can worry, you can meditate. I'm meditating on what I don't want to happen. Exactly. I'm praying. Worry is praying for what I don't want to happen. When I tell myself that, I mean, go, I don't want to worry. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. And another thing I do, another quick one I started using yeah. on myself, um, like if I'm walking, I start getting yeah, resentful yeah. at someone. You know, anything could pop up, you know, usually if I'm hungry, but it could be, you know, sure. any, I mean, we're not yeah, immune you know, to these exactly, thoughts. Exactly. I, I mean, not to keep uh, beating up on Jesus like we are in this show, but even he had thoughts. Hey, nobody that he was like, be, get nobody behind. beating up on yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just teasing. No, because we're all, because we keep yeah. bringing them up. But uh, the, the, the thing is, even he. Oh, for sure. And Buddha have too. Yeah, there's struggles Buddha as too. well. And, if, and like, why yeah, would we they, think we're not going to have to struggle with it if these, that's if right. these like divine, you know, individuals come and, and, and share this information with us and they have to struggle with it. And then we think, well, well, we don't have to do anything. You know, I'll just, I'll just, right. uh, I'll read a couple ideas from the church and that'll fix, that'll fix me. But it's like, I mean, it does I mean, come on now. Exactly. So knowing that, so if even they had to like say, yeah. Nope, I'm not going to buy not for sure. that. Well, what I, so I'm walking one day and it hits me. I started asking myself anytime I'd start getting yeah. resentful or I'd start thinking, Oh God, that old lady's gonna back into my house. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know. She's oh my years old. I can think anything yeah. at yeah, any yeah. moment. And I and I have to go like this. Daryl, is that oh, is that what you really yeah, want exactly. to happen? Or or do you really want that? That's one thing I'll ask myself. Like, cause you know, sometimes you think I have some justifiable anger sure. about this. I'm yeah. gonna get even and I start and I go, Daryl, do you really want that? No, that's not what I really want. Like I'll even say I'll like Oh, I wake up from the trance. No, <laughs> not at all. I really don't I do want, want that. that. What in I really way. no. What I re yeah. What I really want is just everyone to yeah. be happy. And you, you know, that's the thing too. You just you know, by 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 sort of flipping it around and creating the the opposite of like what you really want instead of what you don't want. You yes. just starve off the 
the negative the negative side yes. of it then there's no there's no question about it because the, the mind the thing is about the mind it's like i talk about it in the meditation book like you're talking about you know with any of these new thought ideas it generally can only focus on one thing at a time so yes. you really just have to kind of like you know herd it almost like a like a like yes. a cowboy or something and get it moving in the right direction right yes i mean it's it's not it's not that complicated Dude. oh my god i um I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the first person who saw this, but one day I was having a terrible time because sometimes you really, I mean, some, you're trying to be a, a firm but loving parent to yourself. You know, come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. move forward. We're not going to complain sure. about this. You know, we're just going to move forward. And sometimes it feels like, is this ever like the funk, right? Lingers. Well, one day this was happening to me and I said, I'm going to go for a walk, a hike. And on the hike, I just said, I don't know where this came from, but I said, you know what? Every time, because I, 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 was, I was doing all the other stuff, you know, thinking sure, good thoughts, sure. blessing yeah. the thing. And I, it wasn't yeah, getting yeah, any exactly. traction. So I just said, every time my left foot hits the ground, I'm just going to say yes, yes, yes. And I started just saying yes, yes. And, and I don't know how. You know happened, what? I was going to introduce but, you as the yes man. But in a but in a good well, listen, way. I like I like that yeah, idea. You're the yes man. Well, thanks because after a while, not even a while. I mean, I must have went like yeah. thirty paces, thirty yeses, because <laughs> I was walking up the hill here in Culver City, and my mood dramatically changed. And so I started suggesting this that's to a people fantastic idea. Up. And I said, well, why don't you just go for a walk? And every time your left foot, because the left side kicks the right off brain. the right yeah, exactly. side. And Genius. when we're freaking out, yeah, when we're freaking out, it's usually because the intellectual side of my brain has got me so disconnected from my yes, feeling nature. Exactly. Yeah, that starts reasoning too much and not giving account to the, mysteri the, the mis mysterious aspect yeah. of life that really no, is sure. the the real part so uh one of my buddies who uh, is a therapist who i went was in the middle actually we were in the same we both got in trouble um for different things obviously he was in the marines i was in the coast guard and we both ended up in a pearl harbor military rehabilitation center and we're both still doing really well today and that was 33 Fantastic. years ago and he became he became a therapist later on and and he lives in Arizona, so uh, Phoenix. So I said, dude, Jeff, I said, just go for a walk. I did this. It's incredible. So he started doing it. Then he started telling his clients to do it because it was working yeah, so yeah. well for him. So then I. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to tell people I to do it. this and I'm going to give you credit. I'm not going to steal it. Believe me. Well, well, thanks. I, uh, I then thought, you know, I got to share this. So I shared it in an article for uh, recovery today magazine and um keys to recovery newspaper and i called it the one word prayer and then i thought i should make this like i made a um edited yeah. version that i could fit on a postcard size uh -huh. card and i made an illustration for the word yes is this little boy like a chubby oh yeah boy. that's a great uh, image yeah climbing over the fence and he's got his little tongue and smile and he's not all the way over 
but he's got he's one almost foot there. over. Yeah, he's almost there, and it says yes in big happy letters. And on the back, I wrote um, the one word prayer, um, which I might as well read before we hang up. I got it right here. And um, actually, I have these cards Those are on available. your website, right? Okay. Yeah, they're on my website. So they could go. You, they could go to DarylFuzaro.com or they can go to ThisWillMakeYouHappy.com. They both go to the same site, right? Okay. Yes. And so um, what it says, and this is the, you could send these to your friends or whatever. A church bought a bunch of them, which I'm grateful for. And and then I also keep them with me to, you know, give out yeah. for free yeah, yeah. too. So it's yes, the one word prayer. I have encouraged many to use this prayer to break free from self-limiting beliefs and to step out boldly. It'll give you a spiritual jolt regardless of your religious orientation. And if you don't believe in a religious God, it will still kick you upstairs. Anytime I find myself feeling down emotionally or physically, I'll go for a walk and I'll say the word yes. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my eyesight uh, hang on glasses are glasses required. are required okay. yeah it happens. listen i'm with lucky, you right there but i got them on right yeah. now so yeah i actually tell uh, like these young yeah. guys i hang out with they go oh my god you gotta wear glasses yeah, got, you're, you're go, headed you for know the same what? future kid don't worry about it oh no no but i twist around i go don't worry. If you're lucky, you'll get here one exactly. day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. It's, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so let me continue. All right. Anytime I find myself feeling down emotionally or physically, I'll, I'll go for a walk and I'll say the word yes each time my left foot hits the ground. It releases me from the merry-go-round of old ideas and opens my mind to receive a new and improved perspective. Yes is synonymous with I can. Saying yes when your left foot hits the ground wakes up the playfully creative right side of your brain. Inspired ideas flock to a playful mind. By simply affirming yes, you are in actuality saying yes to inspiration, yes to new ideas, yes to motivation, yes to a solution, Yes to prosperity, yes to health, yes to happiness, yes to success, yes to love, yes to miracles, and yes to all the blessing God desires to shower upon you now. Say it often. Say yes. Amen. That is fantastic. I'm going to have to get one of those. I do not have one of those, by the way. One of those. uh, I'll send you. That would be beautiful. Today, I'll put it in the mail. Thank you so much. You know what? We could talk all day because uh, you lift my mood. Yes, man. <laughs> but oh, unfortunately, you. we do usually like an hour on the show. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, so we'll save some of it. Like like George Costanza, always leave him wanting more. Jer- you remember that yes! episode? Jerry told him, okay, George, whatever you do, always leave him wanting more. George goes into the meeting, cracks a joke. He's like two minutes into the meeting. And then he's, he's like, all right, I'm out takes off so luckily <laughs> luckily we talked for like an hour and now we can say we're gonna leave you wanting more daryl yes. fuzaro what if godzilla just wanted a hug leading with the heart instead of the chin uh daryl uh you got his instagram as at symbol uh f-o-o 
S A R Z. No, Z. Z. See that? A R O. We got yeah. it now. Yes. Or this will make you happy.com. They can also hear your, uh, your podcast as well. Those are still up uh, on Unity, right? Yes. It's called, uh, you can actually get them on iTunes too. It's Funniest Thing with Daryl right, and Perfect. Ed. Thank you so much, Mr. Dale Frizzaro, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, please uh, support us if you can. We're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Thank you again, Daryl, for coming on. We really appreciate it. I love it. All right, everybody, have a great week. And uh, lead with your left foot when you're walking and say yes when it comes down. (laughs) Yes. All right. Goodbye and God bless.